On today's Locked on SEC, the latest on LSU head coach Ed Ogeron being let go at LSU. We'll talk with our buddy Carter, the Power Bryant, find out the latest there and who LSU may be looking at as its next head coach. And we'll go around the conference as South Carolina makes a change at quarterback. Will Rogers banged up at Mississippi State and Trashgate in Knoxville leads to an investigation. Locked on SEC starts now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and Locked On SEC. Plenty to jump into. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start in Starkville over at Mississippi State as quarterback Will Rogers absorbed some pain on Saturday night thanks to that Alabama pass rush getting to him seven times. Rogers was sacked twice in a sequence of three plays, including one where Christian Harris smothered him and landed on his right shoulder. Mississippi State saying Will Rogers suffered an AC joint sprain in his right shoulder. He's considered day-to-day, according to the Clarion Ledger. Bulldogs up next have a game against Vanderbilt. Will Rogers underwent an MRI on Sunday. We will see if he will play this weekend. Over in Knoxville, Tennessee fans caused a delay at the end of the loss to Ole Miss Saturday night, throwing trash onto the field in protest of a questionable call. There were 18 arrests, 47 ejections during the game, according to the Knoxville News. Just an overall crazy situation there, according to the Knoxville News report. Chancellor said the university is working with police to identify fans who threw trash on the field. He said among those potential recommendations to deter bad behavior, the report said students who are identified that that participate in throwing things onto the field could be banned from future games at Neyland Stadium. It's a crazy situation all around. Speaking of Tennessee, Monty Kiffin was on hand for his son Lane's return to Rocky Top on Saturday night. The 82-year-old former coach was there watching Ole Miss get the 31-26 victory. But speaking with ESPN's Chris Lowe, Monty Kiffin said he understood his son couldn't say no to the USC job when he left in 2009, but he added he thinks they should have never left Knoxville. Monty Kiffin said, quote, I still say we never should have left here. So many good people, a great place to live, but Lane just couldn't say no to USC. That is something pretty interesting. Could you imagine if Lane Kiffin had never left uh, Tennessee, where the Vols would be right now? On Sunday evening, Shane Beamer announced that Zeb Noland is going to get the call on the road against the Aggies, but not due to Luke Doty's performance against Vandy. Uh, he said Luke Doty injured his foot Saturday night, got a sprain. Right now, said he's iffy for this week, but Zeb Noland will be their starting quarterback as they head to College Station. Nolan was 5 of 8 on the final drive Saturday night, capped by a 9-yard pass to Xavier Leggett to give the Gamecocks a 21-20 lead with 37 seconds remaining. And lastly, the details of LSU's payment on the buyout for soon-to-be-fired head coach Ed Ogeron has been revealed, according to Ross Dellinger of SI. He's the one who originally reported that Ogeron and the university had come to an agreement. The buyout will officially break down like this. Ogeron will indeed receive his $16.9 million as his contract termination. It's considered without cause. 
LSU will pay that amount out in a total of 18 installments, beginning with a $5.6 million payment in the month of December. And that'll run through December 2025. The amounts are set to range from $400,000 to $1 million through the course of the next four-plus years. So basically, Coach O's going to be sitting on his couch. He's going to go check the mail. Oh, look, here's a check for five hundred k. Oh, look, here's a check for a million. Oh, here's a check for 750000 Unbelievable job if you can get that. But uh, crazy it came to this. Crazy to see the Ed Ogeron saga come to an end in Baton Rouge. But uh, he'll finish out the season. And I wonder if it's a little bit scary for teams like Ole Miss and Alabama that have to play LSU because you're playing a guy with a loaded deck. Like, he has nothing to lose. He's already he's already been fired. He's already going to get his payments. Why not amp it up and try to upset some people like they did this past weekend against Florida? This will be a crazy thing to watch LSU as the season rolls along. And uh, coming up next, we're going to talk with our buddy Carter, the Power Bryant, to get the latest with his reactions. Who will LSU be looking at as their next head coach? So much stuff to get into with Carter. We're going to get that uh, for you guys next. And thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Quick minute here for our friends over at Prize Picks. College football fanatics out there, if you have not downloaded the Prize Picks app yet, you need to go check them out. It is uh, daily fantasy made easy. I love it. I know you guys will too. They are a leader in the college sports daily fantasy world. They offer any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of our users at Deposit, use your promo, our promo code Locked On. It's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. They allow mixed sports entries too, but the college football ones are the most fun to do. Go check out their award-winning app right now. You can find them on the App Store and on Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. Prize Picks is safe. They offer fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Go check out prizepicks.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, or go to your app store. Download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Need to also tell you about our friends at Rock Auto. Of course, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local auto parts, chain stores, or even the car dealerships that you go to that overcharge you. A lot of times they don't have the parts they need. They got to order them for your car. Save time and money when you go to rockauto.com. You can save sometimes 30%, 50%, even 100% more on the same auto parts from a chain store or car dealership when you use Rock Auto. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. Got everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go check out their easy-to-use website today. You can find the solution to all your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure you're right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Run along here, Locked On SEC. And always fun when you can catch up with our buddy Carter, the Power Bryant. And he joins us now, of course, does the uh, Power Hour LSU YouTube channel videos. Just uh, I was looking at one of your videos the other day, Carter. You're getting like thousands and thousands and thousands of views. And I'm sure with this latest news coming out of Baton Rouge, I'm sure you got even more people coming to hear what you have to say. Welcome in, man. What do you make of the news that have ha- that's happened really in the last 48 to 72 hours with LSU upsetting Florida, albeit amidst the news that Coach O's not going to be around much longer? Yeah, it's like two completely different stories. I hope I sound okay. My voice is, 
you know, been hoarse doing all these live streams and all this instant <laughs> reaction. And Gordy, you know, the Baton Rouge media circle as much as I do. And it, it's kind of ironic considering how well LSU played uh, versus Florida to a certain degree. And I look, a lot of people did watch that game. There was a lot of compelling games that were that were going on at 11 a.m. Obviously, Arkansas Auburn was a was a game, and that was fun. I was watching that in the background. But this is what I always bring up uh, when it comes to firing a coach, right? Because it's it's unprecedented, right? The greatest team of all time, and then now Ed Orgeron is fired. But this is what I always say: it sometimes isn't it isn't about if you lose, it's how you lose. And the fact that LSU was losing in very similar fashions uh, over the past couple of years let you know that Ed Orgeron was struggling between the headsets. He was struggling uh, without some of his best strategists, such as Joe Brady and, and Dave Aranda and this year, Steve Ensminger to a certain degree. So it, it's very important whenever you look at a coach's record, not if they're losing, it's more important sometimes how they're losing. And the fact that LSU kept losing, especially on defense and bad second halves, that, that's a big reason why Ed Orgeron is no longer uh, the coach of the LSU Tigers. What do you make of how they're going to do this, Carter? I mean, you know, we had, we had heard that the, the rumblings had started with the opening season loss to UCLA, and then there were just all these public things of you know, the picture of him and the young lady in bed. And, you know, again, right. personal life aside, it, it's not a good look for a public figure. You're a state employee, and, you know, there's some things when you're winning, everybody loves it. Oh, we love Coach O. When you're losing, it's exacerbated as this is embarrassing, this isn't a good look, right. and all that kind of stuff. But what do you make of this agreement? I mean, we know the, the wheels have been in motion for this, but to have a coach, you have a, a press conference Sunday night to say he's not going to be here any longer, but he's going to finish out the season. You're only halfway through the season. Like, there's still a lot of big games left. Mm -hmm. Ole Miss, Alabama, like, it's just a weird dynamic. What do you make of how this played out? I like it. I actually, I, I know it seems very weird, why would you keep a lame duck coach around to the end of the season? But here's a question, and it's the same question that they brought up uh, when Les Miles was let go. How many people want Ed Orgeron to be their head coach right now? Uh, I, I, I'll ask you that, Gordy. How many, how, many, how many teams do you think out there are dying to have Ed Orgeron come right their ship? Well, it's funny because when you win a national championship, I think a lot of people, you know, that – you're going to be on some people's wish list. I got a buddy uh, who I was just talking to a little while ago who's, who's a Texas Tech grad, and he hates where they are right now with, with, with Matt Wells. Like, he thinks, he, like, he would be completely fine if they fired Wells today and just hired Ed Ogeron as their head coach. So there's no denying he's one of the best recruiters in the world. I think people will, will be going after him. But I, I was very intrigued that Coach O said, and I wonder how much of this has to do with his buyout, he said he's going to take the next year off. And obviously, look, he's going to get paid millions and millions to just sit out and not coach. He said, I've coached, what, 37 years and kind of want to take some time off. He took some time off before he came back to coaching at LSU, if you remember. He had coached with the Saints yeah. as an assistant D-line coach, then took a year off to go watch his kids play high school football and all that. But I think, you know, it's easy to say not too many people are going to be knocking on his door because he's a failed assistant, quote, CEO coach. But I think that ring on the hand – 
and signing top recruiting classes all the time still make Cocho intriguing to some to some players. But I think, to your point, what I said about Texas, it's going to be the Texas Techs, those kind of like mid-tier programs that will be looking for him as a head coach, maybe not the upper echelon like SEC jobs. So that's part one of it. And then the second question you'd have to ask about Ed Orgeron's future is, does he want to coach somewhere else? And honestly, this man loved LSU so much. He loved the job. He knows that it will take something cartoonish to happen for him to do a better coaching job and do something like he did in 2019. He's obviously got this unbelievably cushy buyout that he will be getting in full in these chunk payments. I mean, I thought Kevin Sumlin had the greatest buyout deal in the history of college football. No, it's Ed Orgeron. Yeah. He loves Baton Rouge. He loves being in Louisiana. And that's the thing. I think he's really content. And part of the buyout agreement, once again, um, Ross Dellinger did an excellent job reporting on, on stuff like this is that Ed Orgeron still has to make appearances on behalf of LSU. Wow. I don't know if you saw that Gordy. Uh, It's, it's a strange thing, but Ed Orgeron did say in the post game, I say the post game in the press conference last night. So for those that don't know, there was this unbelievably awkward yet somewhat (laughs) refreshing press conference with Ed Orgeron and Scott Woodward and Full disclosure, I love Ed Orgeron. I love that he took LSU to its highest point it's ever been. I also agree with how everything was handled. I also think Ed Orgeron still loves the LSU brand. I really feel in his heart of hearts, he doesn't have as much disdain for the LSU brand as he does people that may be involved with the inner workings of LSU football. So I know that this seems weird. I know for a lot of people that uh, they'll look at it and say, wow, uh, a coach who knows he's going to be fired is probably going to tank uh, or, or do whatever. I, I actually think Ed Orgeron is going to care somewhat uh, these final few games as the LSU Tigers coach because he's forever indebted to him. It's it is so strange, and like you said, Carter, I think we're going to find out more and more about this buyout. You know, with with him not being, uh, you know, saying he's not going to take any other job, and you know, right. he's going to have to make appearances. It is almost like, look, we're going to pay you. You need to go be still an ambassador. I thought one of the more <laughs> one of the more interesting questions from from the media was, you know, you you you're still doing recruiting for LSU. What are you telling them? What are you selling them? And he said. I'm selling them on LSU. Like, I love LSU more than anybody. It sucks this didn't work out and they're firing me, but I'm still going to go to bat and say, you should come play football at LSU, and whoever they hire is going to be a great head coach. Just such an interesting dynamic. But the one thing I thought of, Carter, was that I thought somebody like uh, Lane Kiffin, who's good friends with Coach O, would be the first on the phone to say, Coach, come be my D-line coach and come be my recruiting coordinator and help me bring some of these Louisiana kids to Ole Miss. Just from an SEC perspective, there are a lot of people, like I saw some people joking, will Coach O be the next Alabama analyst? I think LSU had, was very smart here. We'll see as more of the details come out on this buyout, basically saying, no, 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 we're going to pay you. You still need to be around. And, oh, by the way, you can't help recruit against us or go to any other SEC school anytime soon. Yeah, and and that's the the strange thing about this whole thing is that everyone really does like Ed Orgeron a lot, and he is an extremely talented coach. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that 
are wondering why why is this even happening? Uh, and I, I I really do mean this. I watch this program every single day. I don't know a thousand things about football. I'm still learning new things every day. But the overall lack of adjustments from a game to game period is by far the most baffling thing I think I've ever seen. And I think some of it came down to Ed Orgeron's hubris that eventually got the best of him. And I think when he reflects back on these past couple of seasons, that was part of it. And sometimes Ed Orgeron would get himself caught up in a quote that would always reflect, you know, poorly on him. You know, obviously when you look back on it, obviously a good example was a quote he had to say about Dave Aranda. And, and that, that was one that always came back and bit him amongst many others. So that's the kind of strange thing is the thing that Ed Orgeron, his weakest aspect of coaching the LSU Tigers was actually coaching the LSU Tigers, actually making adjustments, actually, you know, feeling out an opponent throughout the course of the game. And a good example of it, Gordy, was this game versus Florida. So they gave up the Hail Mary at the end of the first half, okay, which somehow became the fifth most chaotic play of this game. It was so wild. But then Florida would go on to score a touchdown on each of their last few possessions the only two touchdowns that they didn't score was on an interception that was forced by a pressure by a defensive tackle if the pressure wasn't made Emory Jones would have made a throw for a first down and then the final interception on the game was that same defensive tackle Jaqueline Roy actually forced the pressure and guess what would have happened if he didn't force the pressure Gordy it would have been a wide open touchdown. It forced Richardson to throw the ball late. So a lot of Florida Gator fans right now that listen to your show are probably wondering, how on earth did we lose that game? With <laughs> all the players that LSU uh, was without, the reason why they lost is because number 99 for LSU, Jaqueline Roy had a superhuman game and the quarterbacks were forced to throw the football late. So it wasn't any special coverage. It wasn't any special defensive call. Uh, it, it came down to one great defensive tackle ultimately being the difference in that game. And that's the thing, you know, the Edwards Ron doesn't switch up his coverages. He doesn't give you different looks. That was a big reason why LSU could not stop the bleeding versus Kentucky because they stayed in the same uh, defensive alignments. So the reason why, and, and this is what's really fascinating, Gordy, because you do cover all these SEC teams is so many people look at, some of the off the field things that are surrounding LSU football and don't get it twisted. I say it all the time on my LSU channel that it, it, those things do matter. They really do. But Gordy, you've been covering this conference more than I have, you know, college football circles better than I do. If you win on the field, all that other stuff doesn't matter. And the issue for Ed Orgeron were these off the field things uh, did not matter as much as the on-the-field things, which was uh, some of the mistakes that LSU consistently kept making in games. We're going to get into some of the other SEC uh, topics around the conference in just a second with Carter Bryant. Thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Real quick, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Sweatblock. If you haven't gone to check them out yet at sweatblock.com, you need to. Look, it's something that everybody deals with that they don't want to admit. When you're out at the tailgate or you've been out outside all day long, you start to sweat. You start to pit, as we call it. You wear those light-colored shirts, which you like to wear. It's going to show the sweat stains underneath your arms. Go check out our friends at sweatblock.com. 
They offer uh, antiperspirant wipes that are stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply uh, you put it on at night, you go to bed, the next morning you wake up, you wash, you go about your day without worrying about sweat. It is guaranteed. I know it sounds good to be true, but literally everybody who tries sweat block comes away impressed and loves it. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to go check them out, sweatblock.com. You can get it today, 20% off at sweatblock.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You can find them at Amazon. You can find them at CVS. In fact, at Amazon, they've been a, a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews, currently number one in Amazon antiperspirant category. Go check them out, sweatblock.com. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Continuing on here, Locked On SEC. And continue our conversation with our buddy Carter the Power Bryant. You can check out his YouTube page, The Power Hour LSU with uh, Carter uh, Brian, of course, you follow him on Twitter at Carter the Power. Carter, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts, just kind of looking around the SEC landscape because, let's face it, some of the games this weekend, in the next couple of weeks, got some duds. Like we had two weeks of just stud matchups and big games and all this, and this weekend is a little bit uh, not as appealing. But I do want to look back a little bit that this uh, past weekend, I thought Kentucky. Their game plan against Georgia I thought was a good one. They thought, let's keep this low scoring, let's keep this close. But, my God, Georgia's defense, I just continue to be more and more impressed with them every week. What do you make of this Georgia defense and how good they have looked so far? Yeah, Dean, Davis, all those guys. Man, I I haven't really sat down and watched them, you know, destroy a team for a full game. I'm only able to catch highlights um, but I did watch a good majority of their game versus Arkansas, and I was able to catch bits and pieces of this game versus a very physical Kentucky team. This is their year, okay? You, you always talk about their year. This is the year for Georgia. It, I, I mean, everybody that listens to your show knows this. Every Georgia fan knows this. It's just going to come down to them actually getting the daggum thing done. And look, they're a lot of fun to watch. And this is a Kirby Smart that has modified his defense to be even better. Um, one thing you got to like about Kirby Smart is, you know, he, he hit the transfer portal. He was able to get a good player like Kendrick. You know, I, I, I just love watching their 3-4. I love the way that they'll they'll give you different looks. They'll stem their defensive linemen. They, they're just good. I mean, there's no other way around it. And obviously, you know, their, their young tight end is playing really well right now as well. And, you know, it's not the prettiest from Stetson Bennett, but he's just really solid. There's no other way around it. I mean, he's getting the job done. I mean, there's no, literally no pressure to rush JT Daniels back. Hey, man, rest that, rest your, uh, your insides, take care of yourself. And, Stetson Bennett's just getting the job done. And when you look at what the defense has done the last four games, zero points, zero points, 10 points, 13 points. Stetson Bennett is playing with a loaded deck. He just has to go out there, make a couple throws. Oh, there's my tight end. He's wide open, you know, and 
it's unbelievable. And, and some people made the comparison to the 2019 LSU team just from the standpoint of being a team of destiny. Obviously, they're not as good offensively. Nice. They're better defensively. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like you're watching this team week in and week out, and they're headed you know, headed for the, the, the playoff. They got a bye week this coming weekend. It was just announced that uh, the, the CBS game, of course, 3.30 Eastern between Georgia and, and, and Florida will be uh, in two weeks. But, man, it's, um, it's just so fun to watch this Georgia team, and it does feel like they're on a collision course for the playoff. The other team that looks like they righted the ship this past weekend, Alabama absolutely dominates uh, Mississippi State in Starkville. Holds him without a touchdown. This is that Mike Leach, Will Rogers, high-flying offense that had been so good all year long. But just from the outside looking in, Carter, looks like Alabama righted the ship, and they're right back in the conversation of if they run the table, they're going to be in. Yeah, Bryce Young looks like he's pretty much the only player that got all these NIL deals and is actually playing decent. (laughs) (laughs) When you look at, you know, Sam Howell and our guy Derek Stingley and – Obviously, Spencer Rattler, uh, Bryce Young, it should, you know, getting the job done. Obviously, you know, Williams is, I mean, how about a transfer portal hit? Uh, Alabama's wide receiver has just been fantastic. And, you know, I just love watching Will Anderson, 31, great edge player for them. Uh, I caught bits and pieces of that Mississippi State game. Look, this is the greatness of Nick Saban on full display. And I know that the game wasn't entertaining. I know it wasn't chaotic. But the fact that they came out there and put out a business-like 40-point win in a back-to-back road game scenario, I don't think people understand how difficult it is to play back-to-back weeks on the road in the SEC. It's really, really, really hard. Um, And Nick Saban has done better at that thing than basically anyone else in the Southeastern Conference. And yeah, they have better players, but the fact that they came out and got it done versus a a frisky Mississippi State team is pretty impressive. I'll leave it up to you, Carter, where you want to go last. Um, Any of the other storylines across the SEC intrigue? you got A&M that seems to be their offense is really rolling now. Zach Calzada's got some confidence. They're on a roll. you got Tennessee's playing much more competitive than I think people thought, albeit – Fans throwing stuff on on the field in a uh, yeah. in a decisive moment. Matt Corral, uh, he's on a roll right there at the top of the Heisman list again. It looks like Ole Miss has a chance to run the table. Auburn and Bo Nix, Nix starts to look like good Bo Bo Nix again. They could maybe run the table the rest of the way. So some really interesting storylines. Which one kind of intrigues you most? Yeah, you know, I, I'm always, you know, I grew up in Arkansas. I find the Razorbacks' downfall to be very interesting. Um, I, I, I hope that they're able to turn this thing around. They, they, I mean, they have UAPB this weekend, so they'll be fine, but goodness has been a brutal three game stretch, you know, losing on the final play versus Ole Miss. And then the one year that they have a good team, they draw Georgia as their non cross divisional sec East game. And they just haven't really recovered. Uh, they just look very, uh, I don't know how to describe it, Gordy, against Auburn. They just weren't good in, in any aspect. They they just did not play clean Razorback football like they were early on in the season. And I don't know. I, I don't know what exactly they need to fix. I thought they could have been more aggressive on fourth down in some aspects, but then when they go for it, they get stuffed. So uh, that's obviously very interesting. But I think really, Gordy, outside of Georgia and outside of Alabama, obviously going for the college football playoff, the biggest SEC story is going to be Matt Corral and his Heisman run. 
obviously what he did on the road versus Tennessee was extremely impressive. He's been the best quarterback in this conference, uh, even though, you know, some of the other quarterbacks in the SEC outside of Bryce Young haven't played as well as what we thought they would. Uh, he's a game changer. I think his dual threat ability, I think, you know, rushing for that career high at the end of the year against LSU, let him know that he could be a real dual threat quarterback. And, you know, it's kind of Burrow-esque in a way in 2019 where, you know, we focused so much on Joe Burrow's arm. It was his ability to run that really made defenses uh, not be able to stop him. And honestly, you have to sit down and watch Ole Miss play to really respect all the things Matt Corral does for the, the Rebels team. I mean, goodness, Gordy, it is so impressive. I mean, this is a guy that lost Elijah Moore. This is a guy that lost uh, Kenny uh, Yebawa. I hope I'm saying his last name correctly. And now Matt Corral is kind of separating himself potentially as a QB1 in this next NFL draft class as well. Um, I, I know there's he, he's not he doesn't have the most special, special, special arm of all time, but it's really good. And he doesn't he, he's not a Kyler Murray-esque runner, but he can run. So it's it's very fascinating watching him play, and I, I just love watching him compete. Carter, great stuff as always, man. Let our listeners know where they can uh, find your work. Come on over, Power Hour LSU, baby. It's just deep LSU breakdown and discussion uh, about this chaotic, beautiful mess that is LSU football. And obviously, you know, these next couple of weeks, Gordy, you know how the, the, the Baton Rouge media isn't like the New York media where it's, you know, things are going to cool down, obviously, after this explosive weekend of news but this next coaching search i man i know the usc job is open but lsu's the job man lsu's the job and i don't know what scott woodward is doing but i do know he's going to be very ambitious he's going to be very audacious uh and he's going to go for it and i I can't wait to see what he does i got 20 seconds left carter give me a name that you want in baton rouge Uh, my number one candidate is lane kiffin Okay, uh, he goes for it on fourth down. He's very aggressive. I like his attitude. He hasn't won anything big, and I think he knows LSU is a place to go if he is to actually get over the hump. So uh, Lane Kiffin is my number one candidate. There he is, Carter Bryant. Follow him on Twitter, at Carter the Power. Carter, thanks so much for the time, man. Anytime, Gordy. All right. That will just about do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Thank you guys for making us your first listen. Now go make your second listen. Check out some of our other great podcasts across the Locked on Podcast Network. Locked on LSU. Matt Moscona does a great job. Locked on Razorbacks with John Neighbors. Just about every school you're looking for, we got it for you in the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.